The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, the host of another Loving That Sports Talk. I got my co-host, Terry Jackson. Are you that, T? I'm here. How you doing, love? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a good day today, right, Terry? It's a very good day. We're going to have a great show today. I got a text from a good friend of mine talking about, let's make this a good one. So we got to make it a good one, Pete. Okay. Well, I'd like to give a shout-out today. Uh, today, my dad turned 80 for his birthday, so a good shout-out for my dad for his 80th birthday today. So happy birthday, Dad, and I love you. You know, 80 is a big, big number, isn't it, Pete? It's very big, love. I hope I can reach it. Uh, well, Terry, we're going to have a great show today. It's going to be crazy, you know. As you know, we're going to have uh, two guests on the day. We're going to have, you know, our one guest, that's a Tebow expert. You know, that'll be Gavin Saxon <laughs> called in today. You know, he's yeah. a Tebow, Tebow expert. Isn't he, Terry? Hey, he is. Uh, I, you know, you can't blame him, love. You you, you love him or hate him. But <laughs> bottom line is, is that guy keeps winning. Yeah, yeah. And then we got another great guest, a uh, young man I was fortunate enough to play with at the University of Wyoming. You know, Terry, I see many athletes, you know, like I see your son coming up today. And this young gentleman that I had a chance to play with, his athletic ability was unbelievable. You know, there was nowhere they couldn't put him offense defense that he could not play, Terry. Now, that's an athlete, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, and uh, off the field, he was great, too, you know, but... I'd like to um, introduce my guest, Eric Coleman. Are you there? See, what happened to Eric? I don't know. Well, I, I guess Eric um, didn't want to talk to Hello? us about... Uh, you there, Eric? Yeah, I can hear everything. What's going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing I thought we scared you off with um, talking about Tebow already. Nah, you scared me off when you told me Galen was going to be on... <laughs> well, Eric, I got my co-host Terry Jackson on the line. Terry, Eric, how are you, you doing, doing, Eric? I'm doing wonderful. Nice to meet you. Know, you know, Eric. Before we get started, tell our listeners. You know, I know you uh, went to school in Denver High School, and well, just give them a little background of yourself, where you played, and what you did. Okay. Well, I um, started playing football actually um, at Thomas Jefferson. I didn't get a chance to play little league. Uh, mom thought it was too rough, so I, uh, when I got into high school, I went ahead and started playing. I ended up getting a, uh, a scholarship to the University of Wyoming. Uh, changed a couple of positions there. Started out at uh, wide receiver. Um, then Dennis Erickson asked me to move to running back, 
that was a scary situation. Um, <laughs> went ahead and made that transition. And it was actually fun. I probably would have stayed at running back had uh, they stayed at the, at the, the university. But when when they left, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to switch to uh, defensive back. And I switched over to defensive back to play that for shared it the position my first year, started my second year, and uh, then ended up getting drafted to New England Patriots, New England Patriots in the second round. You know, Eric, we got. I mean, your confidence is great because I know when I played against you, like I said, your talent. You could have played anywhere on that field. You know that. <laughs> it was fun. I just, you know, uh, and I try to tell some of the younger guys that are that are coming up. Um, honestly, I see guys in high school now that had more talent than I did um, at that age. Um, and the only thing I think the difference between my career and their potential career is that I just love to play. Um, it was a challenge to myself to defeat the guy you know against me. I just really love to play the game and and to be honest, I never really sought um, to go to college and play football. I was prepared to get a job after high school. Um, then they started talking scholarships, so I said, "Okay, well, that sounds great." And uh, then uh, Coach Greg Brown was the one who finally knocked some sense into me my last year and said, you know, uh, you're playing at a level which could take you to the NFL. And, again, I was just playing. I I just loved playing football. And, um, you know, me and uh, Steve McMillan worked out very hard in in the weight room. Most of the time worked out with either the linemen or the linebackers. And, you know, here we are defensive backs, um, corners. Um, we just love to work out and love love the game. And I think if you just focus on being the best you can be and enjoy it, I think good things will happen to you. Um, as you know, James, we had a lot of people in, um, at Wyoming that their focus was to go to the NFL, right. and, and and that's what they focused on. And subsequent, you know, subsequently they didn't make it. But um, you know, maybe just trying too hard. That wasn't their, you know, their focus wasn't in the right place. Just enjoy the game, be the best you can, and, and good things will happen for you. You know what, um, Cole? Let's let's stay on that a little. I know uh, I kind of want to go on two things that you said. You know, I know me and Terry talked about it. I know his son played receiver and DB, and like you said, when you was coming up, you had so many different positions. How can that young kid find out one position that he want to play and stick to it? What would you tell them? Because I know you was a running back. I didn't know you was a receiver before I got there. And But how can you find that one spot that you're going to concentrate? Or do you keep continue to do different spots until, you know? I think you need to find, uh, the first thing is find uh, the position that your physique will allow you to play. Okay? You may have the desire to be a linebacker, but if you have a, <laughs> you know, a wide receiver frame or even a kicker frame, it's not going to happen. So first find out what your 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 frame would allow you to play. And then just uh p- between those positions, you know, it has to be a passion for you. Um find something that you really enjoy. Now when when I went to wide receiver, honestly, I chose wide receiver when I first got into football because like I said, I never played little league football, so I thought that was a good position where I wouldn't have very much action, you know, not very much contact. So <laughs> that's why I went to wide receiver. Right. Um, and like I said, a scary, a scary moment for me was when Dennis Erickson asked me to move to running back. Um, I really didn't want to play running back. Uh, that was one of the positions I thought were probably one of the most violent positions uh, for me to play. I wasn't that interested in, you know, 11 guys chasing me only because I had the ball. 
but it turned out to be actually, it, it was fun. Um, so then I switched to defense back because I think that was my passion. That was my mentality. Okay. Um, as you know, there was uh, one year I had 90-something tackles or assist tackles or something like that, something crazy. I was just a physical player. So it made sense for me to move to defensive back because that was my mentality. As a wide receiver, I wasn't trying to hit anybody. As a, as a running back, I wasn't trying to hit anybody. But as a defensive back, it allowed me to take out a lot of frustrations without getting in trouble for it, you know. So you got to find something that's your passion. First, like I said, your body type has to allow it. And then you find a position that's, your, that's really your passion that allows you to do the things on the field that you enjoy doing, and then focus on that. And don't let anyone change your mind and say, you know what, I think you'll be better at this position. No, if you are determined to be a running back, don't let them change you. If you're going to be a receiver, you know, don't let them move you around. Say, no, this is a position that I'm passionate about. This is a position that I'm going to become an expert at and stick there and go for it. No, I don't know. You that, Terry? I did, you know, and, and I think that's great. I, I'm kind of the opposite. Uh, I'm a more of a gentle kind of guy on, on defense. I didn't really like to hit anybody to tackle them. I mean, I did that. I hurt people. Uh, it it kind of made me feel bad. But when I was a running back, I wanted to kill you. I wanted to run you over and, and, and step on you. Uh, I was very violent as a running back that way. I wouldn't run away from you. I would run over you. Um, I love the running back position. Um, and, and talking about, you know, playing multiple positions, I don't think there was a position that I couldn't play when I was in high school. Uh, I long snapped um, as a, a midget football player. I played on the line, uh, blocked. Uh, I even kicked the ball. I kicked off. Um and field goals. <laughs> I mean, I tried to do it all, um, and and mostly for the love of the game. I mean, football is, you know, it can be what you what you make it, uh, and and I loved it. So whatever I was doing at that point in time, you know, I tried to do the best at it. Well, and I I, I understand that too, because um, as well, I did field goal kicking, I did kickoffs, um, so I, I played multiple positions as well. But I think, you know, like they say, you can become, you know, um, pretty good at a whole bunch of things or you can become an expert at one. And I I think that for me anyway, I would like to have maybe started off. I enjoyed it. Uh, absolutely enjoyed it. I mean, maybe guys like us who are, you know, who are blessed with those talents, we need that variety because we feel comfortable at all those positions. But that's not everybody. Right, and I and I think that when you find um, the pro bowlers that are out there, you see that they've mastered a position. Right. And quite honestly, I don't know about you, James, but you know the hardest thing about football for me was always training camp. Um, if I had made it through training camp, it was downhill from there. Um, I couldn't believe, like when I got to the NFL, that I, I was actually getting paid to do it. Yeah. It was it was absolutely incredibly easy compared to training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was telling. Uh, me and Terry talked about, like you were saying, Eric, training camp was a beast, wasn't it? Are you there, Eric? 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, James. I'm here. Yeah, that that, 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 that piece was. Yeah, it was downhill. Yeah, absolutely. I could, if if it wasn't for uh, training camp, man, you might see some football players in their late 30s, 40s, (laughs) still playing. (laughs) And and that's why you said that there, because me and Terry laughed about it. That's why Brett Farr don't want to go to training camp. He'll come after, right? I'm telling you, man, if it wasn't for training camp, you'd see a lot of older players in the game. <laughs> wow. but, but, you know, Eric, I know we don't got short time, but, you know, you play with great players, the greatest coach, I think, in, in football, isn't it? And they say he's the greatest besides Bill Parcell. How was that? Um, no, no, Bill, I didn't get the chance to uh, be with Bill. Um, so I, I don't know. Um no, I was talking about you play with the best coach in New England. I did play. The, yeah, we uh, New England at the time that I was there. Unfortunately, we had we had some issues. Uh, oh, we were kind of struggling. We were rebuilding. That was before before he got there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got yeah. my own work, Terry. But yeah. you know, Eric, don't leave because we got a lot to talk to you. But I like to talk to you about. This thing they talk about Daryl Reeves about the defensive back and what is to prepare to be the best defensive back. I know being a defensive back is harder than a receiver because a receiver know where they're going, right? Absolutely. So we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back. We'll talk about that. Get your insight on that. This is James Loving, host for Loving That Sports Talk. With my co-host Terry Jackson and my guest Eric Coleman. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. My co-host, Terry Jackson. You there, T? I'm here. And my guest, Eric Coleman. You know, Eric, when we was on break, I was going to go to something else, but you brought up a good point. This Tebow thing is crazy. I mean, it's going crazy. Every After every week, I get a text from Galen. <laughs> he is not a quarterback. <laughs> hey, what is it with him? You, you will say something. Go ahead. Like I said, um... He's he does have bad mechanics. His his delivery does take a long time. You know whatever you want to say about him, I'm fine. He's going to improve eventually. He, he he's had some skills, or he wouldn't have never made it to the NFL. So that being said, that's all fine and dandy. The problem I have is not really with him. It's with the fans and the media, and the t bowing thing that's going on. And that's fine. Not not really. You know, worry. Grady loves God. That is that's awesome. So do I. Um, it's a wonderful thing. But long before Tebow came, players have been kneeling in the end zone after um, scoring and, and praising God and thanking him for, you know, their blessings. People, uh, other players are doing it now, and when Tebow's long and retired, there are going to be players who are doing it. Why all of a sudden this event that has been happening for years all of a sudden gets a name? I couldn't that- agree with you more. That's um, the problem I have. And I don't, I don't understand that either. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't want how do you say this without sounding, you know, kind of, kind of hateful, but I, I think it's kind of a disgrace to, to, to put his name behind something like that. Uh, everybody's, uh, bent down on their knees and afraid at one point in time or another in your life. Why is it now called T-Boy? Exactly. Exactly. To me, it's uh, praising God openly, and that's what you're doing. You're praising God. You're not T-bowing. A lot of people want to name it that, which I I think is crazy. It has a little catchy ring. That's fine. But like I said, uh, players have been doing it long before he came, and they're going to do it long after he came. And it's it's just getting out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Galen kept saying, you know, he's winning, so what do you do? Um my personal opinion on on his whole effect is that I think the team feels rejuvenized by this this quarterback, and they I think they're actually playing harder for him. You know, I, I think so too, uh, and that's what I said. I said, you know, those guys are actually going after the ball for him. They they know the ball is not going to be perfect. Exactly. And, you know, and they're actually trying, and that's what every team needs to do for their quarterback. But these guys seem to be, you know, putting him on their shoulders and saying, we're going to help you. We're going to help you. Now, exactly. does that have to do with his religion or, or, or what he believes in? Or does that have to do with, you know, them saying, okay, come on, people. We know everybody's against you. We're going to help you out. Um, the guy has a great work ethic, um, obviously. Um, 
and he's only going to get better. Uh, I, you know, I don't think that he's going to be this great quarterback by any means. Um, but at the same time, like you said, he's he's made it to the NFL for some reason. Okay, he, he's obviously got talent. He's he obviously belongs there. But at what point? What position? Obviously, he's going to get better. He's got to be taught the game, which he hasn't taught any throwing mechanic up to up, up till this point. But he's going to learn that. And right. is he going to be the Denver, Denver quarterback? He's going to be the yeah. Denver quarterback for now, unless someone can show reason why he shouldn't be. Um, they're, they're hoping that he starts losing. That's what they want, so that they can say, take the easy way out and say, look, this guy's not our man. Right, he, yeah, right. Losing, but yeah. Terry, tell me if I'm wrong. He only became the quarterback because the fans got Orton out of there. You know, they didn't give Orton a chance. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, true. But let me tell you what got Orton out of there. Orton got Orton out of there because of the fans. Okay, Orton couldn't take that pressure, and who could? Let's let's face it. Nobody wants you to be the quarterback. How are you going to go out and have a great game when everybody's talking about the other guy? So, you know, Orton couldn't take that pressure. Now, was Orton playing bad? Yeah, we have to say he was. The fans. <laughs> You know, yeah, they're over there chanting for Tebow, but the fans aren't in the game. Orton is. You agree? Absolutely. And I, I mean, what he do? He was fifty percent. He threw for one hundred and forty-three yards. Nothing major. Okay, but you see McGahee running the ball twenty-something odd times, and I'm a, I'm becoming a huge fan of Eric Decker. Um, that what was that? What was that? A forty-three yard or what was that pass he uh, uh, towards the end of the game that he caught? If you look at that pass, he had to go get that. Yes, he did. That was not a well thrown ball, but of course the quarterback is going to get the uh, you know the praise for throwing it. But he had to go get that ball. Yeah, and got hurt yep. in the process. He might have made it all the way to the end zone had it been thrown properly. Yeah, but it, but Eric and and and, uh, and Terry, y'all sitting there saying people this, but. We, nobody said but the game with McGay, he did that long run. All the other guys was doing it. But you're looking at the last play when Tebow run in, but you got to look at who else is contributing to that game, and they're not getting the credit. Absolutely. And, and, and here's what I think we're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, but everybody's playing harder now that Tebow is in the game. That's kind of what we're saying. It's not just Tebow, but Tebow seems to be the catalyst of why everyone else is playing hard, and he seems to be getting all the props for it. And I will, I will back that. I will stand behind that, and I will be a cheerleader for that as well, saying that, yeah, he is a catalyst. He's lit a fire under them. But by no means does he have the talent that he's coming in and changing the game. Mm-mm. He hasn't changed the game. His stats, his, his body mechanics... I mean, for crying out loud, uh, it, the, it looks like the field goal kicker was the one who did it. I mean, the third quarter they got three, fourth quarter they got three, overtime they got three. Yeah. Um, at no time did Tebow get him in the end zone. No. So, yeah, and, and he's running. They say he's running a, a, a bunch of times. I'm sorry? How many times you see where the second-string quarterback come in and everybody play harder for him? It happens every year, every almost on every team. And then they get to playing hard for them. Then several years later, they're not playing. Am I right? Is that fair to say? True, that happens. But but what happens in in between that time? 
is it the quarterback because he's not that good, or you know, is everybody saying, okay, well, we're going to go through the motions again? I mean, look, that's how teams uplift and, and make it to the Super Bowl because everybody on that team is playing hard. Now, why are they doing that? Is it something from within themselves or because that's what they want to do? Or is it the coach that's getting them to do it? Is it a particular player? It seems like it's a particular player in this sense. you agree with that, Eric? I, I do. I do. Absolutely. And everyone is contributing harder, and you see it. And um, It's great that he's getting all the praise. That's good for him. Like I said, I'm a, a fan of you know the football player and everything. It's just the fans and the media really have to just get a hold of themselves and let and let the guy play play the game. If he's good, he's going to stand out. Um, right now, they're winning. He hasn't stood out. He hasn't done anything that stands out. But I don't care who you put in there, if they're capable of raising the play of their teammates, then I say put them in, and that's exactly what Tebow's doing. Absolutely. That's, that's what they've had to do. They, they were almost forced to put Tebow in there, in, in, in a sense, because of the fans. And he has got that team rallied around him, and everybody on that team is playing hard. That defense is playing outstanding. They're playing outstanding football. But they are. A quick fix. That's all it is, a quick fix. Because in the long run, you can't keep running that offense with Tebow. They're going to adapt to it. Defenses are going to adapt to it. And eventually they're going to show Tebow that running is not a good idea for a quarterback. And <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> he's going to start passing the ball, and and they're going to have to start relying on his arm. And, you know, and that, people, people, I'm sorry, people talk about how big and strong he is, and he's a running back. No, he's not. He is a quarterback. He has not been hit like a running back in the NFL. Just hasn't happened. And I don't know a quarterback that can do that. Well, like I said, eventually they're going to show him why he shouldn't be running. Uh, it's just going to take a little time. Like you know, they 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 don't have very much film on him yet, <laughs> but but when they do, we'll see a change in his game. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would love for him to be another John Elway. Um, but again, you have to you have to perform. And what I liked about John is when he first came out, uh, he did struggle, and he was throwing the ball extremely hard, knocking his receivers upside the head with the ball, yeah. and he had to he had to learn to control his arm. But when he did. He was amazing. So yeah. my hope is that Tebow starts learning the game, learning his mechanics, and then stands out. Um, and, and then we have another, hopefully, you never know what can happen, um, John Elway on our hands. Now, one quick question, and I know we're probably going to go to break, but, yeah, you know, yeah we got to go break, but Eric has to go. But, you know, I want to thank you, Eric. we got to get you on a little bit longer, man, Terry. Get your mind going, because, you know, we've been waiting for it. But, you know, appreciate you coming on, Eric, you know. Absolutely. I'm going to come on here when Galen's talking that mess. (laughs) (laughs) I need help, because Terry was on Galen's side, you know. (laughs) I wasn't on anybody's side, though. I was just speaking the truth. (laughs) Yeah, I would have called in. I had to listen to your recorded show. But, man, if I had had, a... been able to call him when he was on there, I would have called him. <laughs> Galen Please him do that. Please do that. I get he's a big Tebow fan, time but he's on the game. Tebow, yeah, Tebow, like, yeah, okay. He's a big Tebow fan, but, you know, he's, he's stuck in that thin air up there in Wyoming. He don't really know what's happening. 
Thanks again, Eric, and I uh, definitely hope you come on next week or in the future and have you on a little bit longer, but I know you got to get going. All right, man. Hey, nice show, James. You guys uh, have a great day, and I appreciate you inviting me in. Thank All you. Have a good All right, Terry and James. Bye-bye. Right. we got to take another break, too. When we come back, you know, I guess we're going to have reiterate on this Tebow thing again. <laughs> this is James Lovey, my co-host Terry Jackson, our guest that we had was Eric Coleman. Be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstandtenfootball.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Dan Loving by hosting Loving That Sports Talk and the co-host Terry Jackson, and we got our guest Jalen Jackson on the phone. Jalen, boy, you lucked out, boy. Eric wanted you bad, boy. <laughs> this is the type of show I want, Terry. You know what I'm saying, T? <laughs> yeah. Eric didn't want to Now, first of all, you got to watch the game, okay? He said that they only got field goals. If you remember the, the first 
drive of the game. Tebow took him right down and scored a touchdown where he threw it to Eric Decker, the receiver that he was talking about. So, you know, he did put him in the end zone with a touchdown from a pass. But, Terry, what was your question on Gaylor? My question is, is this. They were, you know, there, there's been comparisons about Tebow's first year up to, I don't know, eight, nine games in the season, when, whenever they had the, the comparison, to John Elway's first year, and they were, like, running almost neck and neck. Do you think that it's a fair comparison to compare those two with the different style of quarterback that, that we're dealing with or we're talking about now? And I know it was within their first year, but do you think that that's a fair comparison? I do, okay? I do, and the only reason why is because when <clears throat> John Elway uh, first came into the league, he actually was a runner as well. And he ran the ball a lot uh, his first few years. He, I mean, he could throw the ball, and I heard Eric say this too. He would throw the ball, and he would be standing, you know, five yards from a receiver, and he would blast him with the ball because he, he just he couldn't control, you know, uh, the way in which he threw the ball, you know, I mean, he just didn't have no touch. And so as he, as he matured, right, he learned how to uh, throw the ball better and put it in the right places for the receiver uh, with the right speed. When he had to throw it in there um, tight and, and hard, he did that. And so he, he, he learned over a period of time, which is, again, I go back to you talking about a short period and a short sample that we're looking at and what they put up on the screen a, couple, a week or so ago about Tebow's statistics through the first six games and, and, and John Elway's statistics, and, or it might be even for the season. I know John Elway threw uh, seven touchdowns and 14 interceptions his first uh, season. Now, if that's going to be the sample we look at for him and say he's no good because he was bad his first year, and now he's what considered one of the you know, greatest quarterbacks of all time, then it's not fair to judge Tebow in the same little sample. Absolutely. Now, Galen, another quick question. Do you agree that as bad as Tebow is throwing the ball and, and his mechanics and everything, do you or do you not agree that he's going to get better? And if you agree that he is, how much better do you think he can be? Well, I, I think he can get better. I mean, you could talk about his mechanics and all those types of things. But, you know, Philip Rivers' mechanics aren't that good. You know, I mean, his are sort of awful, too, but he gets the job done. Um, you know, I think he can get better. Will he be John Elway? Will he be Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? No, it's not. that's not him. But winning, I guess, the Tebow way, he'll get to be a better passer in the league. I mean, if you looked at the game, he had a lot of poise. He stood in the pack pocket. Uh, the, the defense was stupid by not rushing him. They wanted him to beat him with his arm, would beat them with his arm. And that's what he did. He threw a nice pass to Eric Decker, which Eric said it was a bad pass. That was an excellent pass that he threw. Decker was supposed to run up under it because he went right under it, and the defensive back was on his back, okay? So it wasn't like he was wide open. The defensive back was right there on him. So Eric said that it was a good pass. I would, you know, I would say that it was a very good pass that he threw and, and, and moved his team. So, you know, again, uh, I don't know what Eric was looking at, 
But, again, Tebow is getting better from week to week. John Elway has said it. And you can see it if you watch the games. He is getting much better from game to game. you got to let it play out. Again, you got to let it play out. I'm not saying he's John Elway. John Elway it was a great quarterback. I played against uh, uh, John Elway. I was in the same league as John Elway in the AFC West, and he was an awesome quarterback. And I'm not saying Tebow is Elway. But what I'm saying is that we can compare the two. They play the same position. John Elway was horrible his first year. And Tebow, you know, he's not he's not as good as he should be, but he's, he's getting better. Caleb, but half of that, and tell me if it's fair to say this, is, you know, every little thing that happens or a win is all Tebow. But it's not all Tebow. I watched that last game. It was McGay and all them running. But Tebow gets the credit now because it's Tebow. Why is that? Well, he gets the credit for one thing. He's the quarterback, right? So he's going to get glory no matter, because that's the position. But he also gets the criticism if they lose, okay? So that's part of it. Another thing, a lot, you know, McGay, he did run some nice passes. But, you know, the defensive end is not going to come down and try to crash if Tebow still has the opportunity to run the ball. So Tebow Tebow creates a lot of that opportunity for McGay. McGay, he wasn't doing that prior to Tim Tebow uh, running. Was he doing that? Was, was McGahee doing that prior to Tim Tebow stepping on the field? No. No, no. he wasn't. They didn't have no run game. Tebow's running, too. He's a threat just like McGahee. He's a threat. That's right. And so he, and he ran 22 times last week because he's a threat. And so he spreads the field. They spread the field out, the field out with their wide receivers, and then it spread out even more because you only have six in the box, and now you've got a threat of a quarterback running. Okay, so that, that linebacker has got to watch that quarterback or else Tebow's gone. So you got you pick your poison. You either take the fullback or the running back, McGahee in that situation, or you play Tim Tebow. You choose which one you want to do, and that's what people are having a hard time doing. So, of course, it has a lot to do with Tebow because he spreads out both the, for the pass and for the run. It, it makes them thin. For the record, Gavin, is he your a franchise quarterback. Like I said, on the record. For, for the record, we don't know yet. You don't know yet. Come on, Gabriel. We don't know yet. only thing I know is he's 5-1, love. He's 5-1. And, one. and it, uh, the defense, I'm telling you, is playing outstanding. Just like you guys have said. I mean, it's a team. Everything's a team effort, okay? Everything right. is. No one player wins. Aaron Rodgers is not winning by himself. Yep. Drew Brees is not winning by himself, okay? It takes a team effort, okay? But it seems that Tebow is getting all the credit for this, Galen, is what I think what Love is talking about. It seems that whenever there's a win, it's Tebow winning. You look at all the headlines. Tebow wins another game. Tebow, five and one. Tebow, you know, they don't make mention of any of the defense or, or, or any of the other players that are going after those bad balls that he's throwing and, 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 and putting herself in harm's way to, to make great catch. I think that's what Love's talking about. Am I right or wrong, Love? You're right. Okay, and here's what I'd say. Here's what I'd say to that. Okay. That's the media. That's the fans, okay? But you and I know, both of you guys, is that, I want you guys to listen to what Tebow says after the game. Because Tebow ain't beating his chest. Tebow, no, he's not. About, Tebow is talking about his teammates. He said, yeah, my yeah. Our defense played well. Every time, they, every time they put it in his lap for him to take the glory, 
he transfers it to his team, okay? And, and McGahee last week said, it's not just Tebow, and what he said was right. I'm not, I mean, what he's saying was right. But if you listen to Tebow right after that, Tebow was saying the same thing, answering the same stupid questions that the media was asking him about himself. He would just say, my team is playing hard. These guys will, are running through the wall. They work hard. These are extraordinary guys. They're sacrificing a lot. That's what he says. So and he's not boasting up himself or, or uh, lifting up himself. He, he gives it to the team as well. Yep, and he can't control the media, can he? He can't control that. But David, isn't yeah. that what he's supposed to say? He's not one of those players that'll come out and say, No, it's all me. So he gotta say that. If you come and tell me, Love, did you eat your last cookie? No, Gabe, it might have been the rats. I'm not gonna tell you I'm better than some that, you know, and get all of them all mad at me. So I gotta say his teammate, blah blah blah, because he wanna be the good guy right now. Am I right? No. I, because that's not his character. Okay, that's not his character. So he's not gonna take that. He didn't do it at Florida. And he's not doing it now because that's not Tim Tebow's character. Yeah, I have to. I have to second that, uh, Love. I, I do. I, I think that the media is blowing this Tebow thing out of proportion, um, and they're the ones that are the catalyst for this. Um, they're the ones that you know are, are, are writing the newspaper articles and printing this stuff and talking about it on television. It's not Tebow. I have to agree with Galen on that. And Tebow doesn't control the media, so. Tebow would tell me that Tebow wouldn't even been on the field if it weren't for the fans. So they control that, right? True. The fans control Tebow's plan. You could say yep. that. You could say that the fans did it, or you could say that the bad play of Kyle Orton did it. They were one and four, loving. Where were they going? Where were they going with Orton? Okay. Yeah. They were one and four. Gayla. Hey, never know. <laughs> they were one and four. So I mean, what do you do? Okay, let them sit on the bench and let Kyle Orton play, and then go one and eight or whatever instead of being six and five and then second place in the AFC West. And if uh, Oakland better not lose a game, else they're going to be tied. David, if you come and watch me play basketball, and everybody in the stands said I ain't I ain't good and boom every play, my play going to go down, right? Well, if you let I'm the fans control what I'm you do, love, down, I mean, right. you go in the hostile environments all the time when you go on the road. Am I, am I, am I right? Hold on. Let me, let me say it. Orton was getting booed, and everything he did, they booed him. Naturally, his morale and everything going to go down. Am I right? I tell you what, Kyle Orton wouldn't have got booed one time if he would have if he would did what he was supposed to do from the beginning. I, I, okay, well, I, I don't know. Here's the deal. Here's what I think. I think that when Tebow got drafted, the fans wanted Tebow to start right now. That was the aura, that was the feeling that I thought, that I felt that Denver had, that the fans wanted him to start. Come in and start right now, same way they did Sanchez, same way they did Cam Newton this year. They wanted him to be their franchise quarterback. I don't think the fans ever really gathered around Orton. I don't think they trusted him. They thought he was strong enough. You know, I, I don't think that they thought Orton could elevate his game like some of the premier quarterbacks, and they wanted Tebow to start right now. That's my opinion. You know, Terry, you know, I, don't ask that yet, Gaylor, because we'll take a break. I don't want the break to cut you off, but that's a good one, Terry, and I want to see what Gaylor answer to that because he's giving all this Tebow, Tebow, but he ain't... Uh, like you say, they want him. But we all right, I'll answer the after break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't go nowhere, Gaylor. 
We'll be right back. They love us. Love that sports talk with my co-host Terry Jackson and Galen Tebow. <laughs> I don't know what to call you, Galen. <laughs> The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jane Loveback, host of Loving That Sports Talk, co-host Terry Jackson, and we got um, Galen Tebow. <laughs> uh, I think we got Galen all riled up, you know, about the Tebow thing, you know? What was that question yeah. you asked him, Terry? Because he showed me. I didn't know how to answer. I don't know. Well, we talked so much uh, during the break, I can't remember what, 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 what I asked him before. Galen, do you remember? Oh, shoot. Uh, hey, we all have been taking too many hits, I guess, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, we'll come back up sooner or later. But Gary, you sit here talking about Tebow and all like that. He'll be your franchise. But you said something on the break that if he's not the quarterback next year, he'll be somebody quarterback. And I said, yeah, a backup. And Terry laughed. <laughs> you don't agree with that? Why would he be someone's backup when he's proven already that he can win? Okay. And if you got a team out there, okay. 
and 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 you got low ticket sales, and and your team is struggling, you'd be more than willing to bring in a Tim Tebow to boost your whole team up. Yeah, and the reason I think that I agree with James on on him being a backup is because a team is not going to uh, make an offense around a new quarterback. The quarterback is supposed to adopt and learn the offense of that team, and that is going to consist of a lot of throwing. Uh, Denver doesn't do a lot of throwing. They've had to adjust and, and, and create this wish this uh, option, offense for Tebow. I don't know that you're going to get another another team, another franchise to come in and say, oh, we're going to get Tebow this year. We're going to, we're going to have to change everything. I don't know that they'll do that. Well, I say it like this. Why would somebody allow Tim Tebow to be their backup quarterback when he was the backup quarterback in Denver? And as James Loving says, they the fans forced them to move him from third string to first string. Now, if, now the same thing's going to happen if he's the backup somewhere else and the fans see another quarterback struggling, right? They're going to say, well, Tim Tebow come in and win for us. And then the same thing's going to happen, and now you're going to say this other quarterback is going to have a lot of pressure on him to perform because he has Tim Tebow back him up. Is that what you not said? Did you not say that, Loving? Hey, Terry, let's get him. What Terry was saying was, what other teams run that offense that Tebow running, Jalen? Tell me that, and then that's where you see him start. Every team is passing. So like Terry said, what team is running that offense? Give me one team, Jalen. I'm just going to give you one. And that's the Denver Broncos because they have Tim Tebow. But I <laughs> but tell you, you like this: you have another team I, as a starter, but what team is running that offense? Nobody is. But who's to say? What's the golden rule in the NFL that says that you can't run a different offense, especially if you're winning? Okay, if you're winning, that's what you do in the NFL. You play to win the games. As, as my boy says, uh, Herm Edwards, you play Herman. to win the games, and if you win it running the ball. That's what you do. It's much better for your defense when you consume time off the clock, you keep the ball out of the other offensive hand, and you give your defense rest, and now they can go out there fresh and compete, which is happening with the Denver Broncos. Those, people, those guys know that Tim Tebow is going to at least get a couple of first downs for them, okay? And, and so they get a chance to rest, and they go back out there, and they play hard again. Knowing well, that will, Tim Tebow gets the ball in the fourth quarter, they got a chance to win. I, I will say this. Winning does hush a lot of critics. Um, it's it might be ugly. It might not be the, the norm. It might not be the way, but they're winning. And, and, and that hushes a lot of critics, and it puts wins in the, in the win column. And I, I, I just wonder how far Denver's going to go. I, I picked them to win two games out of their next six or eight, I think, however many they had. And they won one that I didn't think they were going to win last weekend. I didn't pick Denver to win last weekend. So I'll be curious to see how many more games they win. Love it. I got a question for you. Oh, go ahead. I'm here. You're the general manager of the Denver Broncos. Uh-huh. Tim Tebow takes you to the playoffs. Okay, not the Super Bowl, the playoffs. What do you do? I would trade for somebody that, you know, that won a backup quarterback and get me a, a legit starter. Let me tell you why. Because things only work so long. Am I right? Follow me now for so long. You don't think next year as Tebow becomes your starter, how many of those wins that he won that way that they won't win? Seriously, I, I, what, he's 5-1? and one. 
I lose games. I think there was three close where he broke down win. How many of those the next year you think they're going to win? Tell me that, Gary. I don't know how many they're going to win. Because somebody okay, here's, here's defense the defense is going to prepare. This is the whole thing. My mom always used to say this. Broadsticks is better than cold. What, what I mean by that is if I'm the general manager and Tebow takes me to the playoffs, Tebow has to be my quarterback next year. Because if I go and trade Tebow, I'm going to have a hatchet full of fans after me, first of all. Second of all, let's see what Tebow does. Let's see what he, do, what, what he can do. You cannot get rid of him if he's doing well. You, you have no reason to. So we're going to have to wait and let this play out. You're going to have to see what he can do. Now, in that meantime, they're going to have to try and teach Tebow their way. John Elway's going to have to find a way to say, okay, Tim Tebow, we're going to teach you how to be a quarterback, not an option quarterback or a running quarterback. We're going to have to teach you how to throw the ball. There's no way that you can get rid of him if he goes to the playoffs. I would have to agree with you. I mean, you can't get rid of Tim Tebow. He could be the backup or something, but the same thing's going to happen. You, but you've got to get rid of If you draft the quarterback high, you got to get rid of Tim Tebow because that whole shadow will be hanging over here. It's still going to hang over that person's head even if he's not there because if you're getting rid of a, you know, a quarterback that has been successful as far as winning, uh, it's going to be difficult for anybody coming. I tell you like this, when John Elway left the Broncos, there has not been a quarterback in there good enough since he has left. And the fans have ran every one of them out of town. I guarantee you. You know, I, I, I really that that really irritates me about about that. You're not going to ever have another John Elway. You're not going to ever have another uh, uh, Dan Marino or, or or any other great quarterback. These quarterbacks have to come in there just like any running back does, or just like any great receiver does, and they have to make their own name. When when Denver starts doing that, well, we want an, we want another John Elway. That's the worst thing that, that anybody could say. They'll never get another John Elway. And if they're waiting to get another John Elway, they'll, they'll be waiting until the franchise uh, just disappears because it's not going to happen. Well, I, I absolutely agree with you, Terry, but, you know, that's the way the, the fans judge, you know. They want to know, they want somebody to come in there to do the things John Elway did. And so now they feel like that Tebow is that next person. And, and really, Tebow's the only one that the fans have not run out of Denver. You can go across the board. Greasy, they ran out. Everybody, that they, uh, uh, what's the guy, uh, Plummer, they ran out. Uh, Orton, they ran out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they just run them out of town. If you don't come in there and you don't compete at a high level by winning, you got problems in Denver. That's just the yeah, way it is. So now, Tebow, we got like three minutes left. I want to I know we don't have you every week on Tebow, because we want to hear a week. Every week, we want to hear all And then when he's doing bad, I want to see your face. But before we go, I want you to talk about uh, a dominant suit for Detroit. Is that just dirty play or what? I mean, well, and Dominic Sue, man, I mean, he shouldn't have done what he did. That was, that was horrible, kicking the guy and, you know, what he did. But, like, I agree with him. The hit on uh, on Cutler, I agree. I don't see why that's even a, considered a penalty. The boy was trying to run. He pushed him down to the ground, helped him down a little faster. But, you know, he has a, he has a target on his back now because of his reputation, and so he shouldn't have never did what he did, and so he got what he deserved, you know. I think I like Dominic brought that reputation. Uh, he got labeled that last year as, as a dirty player, and I didn't really pay any attention to him to him until this year. And boy, I'll tell you what, I, I, I can see some dirtiness in him and, 
he's he's doing some plays that don't belong in the NFL. And uh I definitely think he got what he deserved and, and I wouldn't uh I wouldn't been opposed to him getting more. You know, a suspension and a fine. Yeah, I mean he can't do that. I mean he's high profile. He is a great player though, but he needs to, you know, Curve, all the extra curve. It was blown out of proportion, Galen, or just because he's high profile, he got you know what? Are you is that what I'm hearing you say? What's that? Are you saying that? Um, uh, well, actually, what we gotta do? We down to our last thing, but next week we'll talk a little bit more about this, Galen. Okay. And uh, we definitely gotta talk about this Tivo. You just, ooh, I don't know what it is about you, but this Tivo, <laughs> I can't wait till they lose. Boy. We're gonna light you up, Galen. Well, it doesn't matter. Galen, if they he's lose, not gonna give in, Galen. He just ain't gonna give in to it. <laughs> he's so. not gonna give in. Who got they? Lots of quarterbacks losing out there. You know, will yeah. it be Tim? He takes care of the ball too. That's another thing. How many turnovers does he have, Love? Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna do my own work. I'm gonna do one turnover <laughs> in six games. Yeah, you only what one is it? One, one. Yeah, one. Well, Gary, we'll, we'll talk to you next week on next week's show. It'll be a Tebow show again. Thanks for coming on, Gary. Thank you. And we're going to have Eric on there with you because he wants to talk to you. Oh, Eric, hey, I heard him, man. I would have tore him up. <laughs> and thanks again, Terry Jackson, my co-host, for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. And we'll be on next week with the Tebow show. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.